Okay. Uh, welcome back. This is the Nil Nil Football Podcast, episode 35. We're almost to 40. <laughs> almost there. Yes. And uh, we're going to start off with something that I promised when I was doing the solo episode. So, Danny, now that you're officially back in the rhythm of things, you got to give us your Premier League predictions. You got them uh, ready, right? Sure, yeah, I got them ready. I told you I was going to have those ready for this episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> All right, Ooh. start off. All right, let's work our way from uh, the bottom from, up. Yeah, from the bottom to the top. Bottom to top, I stop. Okay. Um, my lowest team is a forest team. Uh, well, there's only one forest. Nottingham Forest. Yes. So you think they're going to get relegated. But they signed uh, Jesse Lingard. Yeah, that's probably why they're going to get relegated. Wow. And they signed 12 other players. Well, good for them. They're all going to know what the championship's like next season. Nah, they probably all have clauses to leave. Okay, fine. Then they'll lose twelve players <laughs> once they get relegated. Here's the thing: like, if uh, if they were gonna not end up getting relegated, I think they'd start the season not in the relegation zone. Although, you know, you could probably argue the same thing about West Ham and Southampton, uh, but I have them in different positions. But still, uh, I I don't know. I just feel like Nottingham Forest recently promoted, right? Mm-hmm. So. They're just going to go back down. That's usually the trend. It's usually one of the ones that get promoted that always ends up going down anyway. Yeah, and do you think Nottingham Forest is the worst of the three? Um, I feel like they'll... Yeah, they'll probably be the worst of the three. Wow. Um, okay, so that's your last place. All right, second to last place in 19th position. Who do you got? Everton. Oh, oh, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, you've been wanting Everton to go down since last season. Yes, and they were so close to getting relegated last season, and that was just sad to see that they were able to save themselves. You don't think Frank Lampard could do it? Uh, Well, he's starting the season. I don't know if he's going to even make it to halfway through the season. Wow. Interesting. So, no, I don't think he can do it. Even though I remember last season you said, oh, Everton seems like a good mid-sized team for Lampard to, to start with. Wow. You don't you don't have faith in Dele Alli being good enough to, you know. Jeez, I forgot that Dele Alli was still there. I thought he retired. Wow. All right. That's pretty low on the table. Like, I, thought, I would have thought you would have had them 18th minimum you know not, not Man, no all the way to nah, all right, all right. no no they're 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 actually gonna get secured in relegation this time all right so speaking of 18th who do you got there uh 18th i have bournemouth bournemouth they won on the weekend though yeah they did um i don't know i just went with what i kind of felt yeah they did win but i you, feel like uh I feel like they can actually just uh, end up losing anyway. Like you did all the up. you did all the necessary research, right? 
Of course, you know, I watched all the highlights. Um, interesting. Okay, so 17th position, we got the team just surviving the relegation zone. Who do you have there? Oh, that's Southampton. You think they're going to actually make it through? Yeah, I do. I have faith. You, I need I need the Liverpool Academy to stay up. You need the uh, Liverpool Academy with Liverpool coach part two. In exactly. Hassan, Hassan yeah, we, we, we need to have that academy in the Premier League. Otherwise, the players aren't going to be as good. Wow. Okay. Up above them, who, who do you got? Villa. Villa. That, that sounds about good. I mean, they did pretty good last season. Why wouldn't you have them higher up? Because they actually didn't do that great last season. They did 14th. Yeah, and you have them two positions down? Yeah, I feel like they're getting worse. Steven Gerrard's still the manager, and people say he's really good. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's a tough ask. I mean, it's one thing. Pulling the strings. Well, what strings was he pulling on the weekend? I don't know. The curtains, the closing. I don't don't know. It could be a tough. I mean, yes, Stevie G did a fantastic job at Rangers in Scotland, but this is a Premier League. And I feel like it's a bigger ask when it comes to this league to do the same thing that he was doing uh, with Rangers. So I don't know if they'll have it in them to surpass the performance that they had last season. All right. So above Aston Villa, who is in 15th place? Uh, Wolves. A struggling, struggling Wolves. Uh, I think that it really comes down to them getting that uh, striker so that you were mentioning last time. Do they move up the table in your prediction? If the striker performs, yes, um, maybe, but not that high. Maybe like a spot or two. Okay. Surprisingly, you have them that low. Yeah, <laughs> why you had them higher? I had them slightly higher. But they also just got rid of Connor Cody to Everton on loan. Oh, why would? That's a terrible. He was their captain, okay. so I don't know. Yeah, he's also a Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, he's Liverpool Academy. Yeah, well, let's uh, move up a spot to 14th, and that's where I have Brentford. Okay, okay, they're not 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 the biggest team on this list. Not the biggest, but also not the worst. So I feel like a 14th position kind of suits them. They lost one of their best players in Ericsson last season. Mm-hmm. And now you have him Manchester United. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. Who do you have? Uh, where are we at now? We're up to 13th. 13th. Who you got in 13th? Crystal Palace. Okay, okay. Decent. I mean, a lot of people saying Patrick Vieira is doing a lot of good work as the coach for Crystal Palace. What makes you think that they're going to do worse? It's Crystal Palace. Wow. I think, if anything, they'd be in the top half of the table, not the bottom. I don't know. It's just... I feel like I would agree with you if I didn't think that other teams would maybe actually do better. And I'm actually kind of going out on a limb on some of these teams that I feel might perform 
Well, this no, season. You've only mentioned two out of the three relegation teams. <laughs> um, all right, all right. All right. Okay. Um, so we went up to 14th, right? So 13th. That was okay, 13th. So, so 12th, I have uh, 12th. I have Leicester. Leicester City. Hmm. Yes. Why? Why do you have them so low? They're usually top seven. Usually top seven, but as you mentioned, Vardy is getting older. They are struggling, and they're not bringing in new players. Um, and the possibility of the three players that you mentioned also wanting to move on, and that may be happening. You know, that all really depends if that ends up happening. Those three uh, players but, being Wesley Fofana, James Madison, and Yuri Tielemans. Yes, and Madison, at least Madison and Thielmans, from from what I've watched, are key players to Leicester. They always have very uh, important moments when it comes to them clutching a win at times. So if they end up losing those players, I don't think that they're going to be a top half team. I feel like they'll end up uh, slightly below, like I have them in 12th, especially if there's no new players coming in and those players that do come in if they don't perform so <laughs> all right uh, so, so um last of the bottom table te- or bottom half of the table teams is uh, uh, 11th position right yes and in 11th i have fulham okay so they're high enough to survive uh, but not high enough to get top half uh, yes it's pretty high for a team that just got promoted what yeah i mean fulham's known to be relegated as soon as they get promoted. So why why would this time be any different? This time because they're actually starting Mitrovic. Yes. And you're going to get goals when you're starting Mitrovic. I heard he eats a full pizza after every game. You know what? He deserves it. After breaking the record and in most goals scored in the championship, he deserves a pizza. <laughs> every game, though? I mean, if that's what it takes for him to perform, yo, take all the pizzas you need. Wow, but he scored against your team. So? They deserve to get scored on if they're going to let them score. Wow. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what, you think I'm going to defend them for that poor performance? No. Wow. Uh, that's the first game of the season. It doesn't count. It doesn't count? He, hey, he easily destroyed Van Dyke. I wouldn't say easily, but he did get a penalty. That's, I mean, how many other people end up getting that out of a dike? Not a lot. Exactly. Okay. So let's go to the top half of the table. So 20, uh, 10th place. 10th place, I have uh, Newcastle. Newcastle. A lot of people would put them actually higher than 10th. Yeah, a lot of people would. I'm not a lot of people. I think it's just because you're trying to squeeze other teams above them. I am. That's the main reason. You don't think the Saudi money is going to carry them that far? Uh, originally, before I had them in 10th, I actually had them in 8th. Which, you, you know, it's, it's, still, it's still a flippable um, outcome. You know, I, I still feel like they could be an 8th team. I feel like... that. I wouldn't put them any higher than that, but I think they're an eighth team, most likely. But uh, the two teams that I have above Newcastle would be Leeds and ninth, because I want Jesse Marsh to do well. And the the American 
uh, representation to do well. It's kind of so, biased. Uh, I have, <laughs> yeah, not not biased at all. Not biased, you know, one bit. But uh, Leeds is is gonna get it uh, for ninth place, and above that, I have Brighton in eighth. You're just basing this off because they beat Man United. No, um, last season they actually did pretty well. They uh, they got ninth, so I feel like they can get one but up they, on that. They lost two of their best players in Marco Correa and Yves Bissouma. Uh, you and your like special players for teams. No, no, you know well, you're gonna see each team has special players. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, I would like Brighton to do as good as eighth, but that's why it's a flip between Newcastle and Brighton. Uh, realistically, if I... Okay, fine. Realistically, Newcastle's eighth, Brighton is tenth, and Leeds is staying at ninth. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I feel like... We're getting into the qualifier, or is it European places, right? Yes. Uh, for this, I felt it was a little easier for me um, with West Ham being seventh. That's a that's pretty um, solid prediction there. Outside of the big six, West Ham is probably the best team. Yes. And that's pretty much like from here on up, it's pretty clear that these teams tend to always, or at least in the recent seasons, they, they're always there. Um Apart from the top, you know, six. Uh, so after that, I have Chelsea in sixth. Chelsea, the last yeah. of the top six. What's convinced you yes. to put them that low? Uh, just all the issues that they've got. You know, um, there is no striker at the moment, and if you're struggling right now with, um, I mean, technically have a Mondo Brugge. I've said that. And how did he do against Everton? I don't know if he played. I don't know. I pay attention. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you did mention that, but they don't have like all the other teams that have better strikers. The teams that are in the top five. Um, if they get Memphis Depay, like we were discussing before, um, I feel like that could easily change and they can move up from that position but in their current state with the issues and maybe there there could also end up being another typical chelsea manager ownership fallout where they end up losing to hull so um with all of that in mind i feel like they're the kind of team that at this moment could be a sixth place team. Interesting. Okay. I have, uh, have Man United in, uh... in fifth. Oh, great. You have us going to the Europa League again? Yeah. Myself, it's not convincing on the first game of the season? No, it's not convincing. Uh, but Tenag, I know, is good enough as a coach to actually get them higher than six um even with all the issues that are currently at manchester united with who's gonna play and the players that are available um and the ronaldo issues of course so i feel like man united is still gonna be a fifth place team interesting okay who do you have 
That means you have Arsenal qualifying for the Champions League. I do. They are going back to the Champions League, according to my list, uh, right in the fourth position. Okay. See, I wanted to put them in third. I found, uh, From this top six, this is kind of where I ended up struggling with who's going to be above who. Uh, Tottenham in third or Arsenal in third? And as much as I wanted to give it to Arsenal, they are Arsenal at the end of the day. Uh, and between the two coaches of Arteta and Conte, uh, Conte is a more experienced coach. Uh, and having Son and Kane in the team, as you know, as usual, they always end up uh, netting goals. And then the player, I forgot his name, the one that you told me about that's practically Son, but on the other side. Kulusevsky. Uh, him uh you're adding that into the mix i feel like they have a much much better chance at finishing third convincingly than arsenal at the end of the day arsenal's arsenal and like you mentioned before they have the whole possibility of having a great season but kind of imploding at some point i mean Tottenham, but but maybe not as much but maybe not as much um as Tottenham, at least not in this moment. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm guessing moving on, that means you got Tottenham in third? I have Tottenham third, yeah. All right. And that's just based on Conte being a better manager, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. That and, and the top, the front three for, for Tottenham. I feel like they're more solid front three than what Arsenal have People as a front argue, three. People are arguing that this uh, Tottenham has the top three in the league, like the best top three in the league, or the best front three in the league. I mean. From what you told me, it definitely sounds like it. Like they have a pretty solid front three. Do you want to say that Liverpool's got a better one? Uh, it's still yet to be seen. I know that two out of the three are fantastic, which would be Salah and Diaz. Uh, Darwin Nunez is currently under a lot of hype, so there isn't anything proven within the league, even though he did score. Um, but there's still a lot of league to go. Yeah, he could be a flop. He, he could be a flop. It takes a couple of games. For Diaz, you know, I wasn't sure how he was going to do. Uh, Joe Jota as well, you know, coming from Wolves, you, I think you were, you were kind of not convinced that he was a Liverpool quality player, but then he came into the team and he was performing very, very well, much better than he would normally at, at do at Wolves. Um, but then his form kind of dipped, uh, obviously also getting uh, some injuries along the way and uh, hasn't been so consistent in, in every game. Uh, Luis Diaz, on the other hand, he came in like he has been playing for this team ever since Klopp took over, uh, which is like, what, five, six years now? And uh, he has easily just slid in there and done a fantastic job. And he's such a great player when he gets the ball. And Salah has definitely proven himself as being one of the greatest forwards there. So um, I think two out of three so far are proven. I think Darwin Nunes still has a way to go, and we'll see if he can if he can perform and step up to the plate. 
then yes. Then I'll say yes, they have a, a good front three. All right, so once you say your top two, and once you say one of them, they'll know the other. So who do you have finishing second? Who do you think I have finishing second? I think you're such a pessimist, you would have put Liverpool as your second place. I did put Liverpool as my second place. Uh, I feel like the one thing that they have about being consistent is draws. Mm. And a lot of those draws and all those dropped points come because of how they performed in the first game. The thing about that first game is that it's not an isolated event. It's something that happens over and over. Um, If you look at previous seasons, that's mostly where they always end up dropping points. Last season, eight draws, two losses. Season before that, 11, uh, no, wait, uh, nine draws. See? That's a ton. And Especially against, I mean, if you're going to compete against City, you almost got to be perfect, right? Almost have to be perfect. And now, if I go back all the way to the 1920 season, which is the one that they actually did win, they had three draws. See the difference? Yeah. Uh, There's a five to six, seven game difference in dropped points that were from draws if i go to the season before that the one where they almost won where they had one loss Mm -hmm. they had seven draws okay so liverpool's final uh statistic on wins draws and losses was 30 wins seven draws one loss matt and still did not win the league. I'd say this right here, one of the most frustrating results when it comes to ending a season. Man City had the luxury of losing four games and still win the title. Why? Because they only drew two. So you'd rather lose games than draw. Which is... <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'd rather do that. Definitely I wouldn't want to lose games, but I think that it's in drawing those games that ends up tripping up Liverpool from winning anything, really. So I feel like that's something that they have not yet addressed. And until they do, until they all consistently view every game like a game that needs to be won, then I feel like they'll still be a number two team. Okay, well... Speaking of that, you have Men City winning the league again. Yes. That makes sure uh, they still got the quality to do it. I mean, they lost some of their biggest players. They did lose some of their biggest players, but they also have almost like a 3-in-1 player up front with Holland. Uh, yes, he's very hyped and all, but when it comes to strength, he is great with strength. And in whatever position that he may be falling down, jumping or tripping or whatever. He somehow always finds a way to end up getting rid of the ball and at least going for goal. So I feel you are adding that into the mix of what they already know how to do because it really, for Man City, it really comes down to Pep and the players doing what he wants them to do. Um, 
and now actually having a striker who is a natural striker and really great at it, I feel like they have a much better chance at having a better record this season. <laughs> like you said, almost playing perfect. So I, I think that their chances of winning are stronger, uh, especially when it comes to winning games. I think that they're a bit more convincing. So, yeah, they can drop games here and there, but I think going into any game, they always have the favored statistic of winning over whatever side they're facing. So what you're saying is in the battle of Holland versus Nunez, you would go for Erling Haaland? Uh, yeah, uh, I think that he's a much more proven player at the moment. Interesting. All right. Well, that covers your, you know, 2022-23 Premier League mm-hmm. predictions. How comfortable do you feel that, like, you got this accurately? Uh, I don't feel that I'm too accurate about this. Uh, I'd say I'm like a 43. Interesting. We I will... feel like a lot of these can switch around. I think I, I'm pretty close with a lot of these teams. They can either be one or or one position up or below uh, from where I place them. You think once the transfer window closes, it's going to affect a lot of the positioning on your table? Uh, yes. If if there are signings that come in or specific, like you said, special players that are uh, important to the team going out, then yeah, I think it could definitely affect how I ended up writing them in. All right. Well, that was your predictions. I mean, we will be updating these predictions once the transfer window closes because then you'd be able to get a sense of the squads and give a more accurate prediction. Plus, we'll be Mm -hmm. about four game weeks in so we can get a sense of some of the form that the teams are going through. But then once that happens, that's the predictions we're going to keep till the end of the season and compare them at that point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's move on. I mean... We're going to stick with the Premier League, considering that we do have matches coming up this weekend. So why don't we discuss those matches? All right. On Saturday, we got Aston Villa versus Everton. This is Frank Lampard versus Stevie G. They used to be against each other as players all the time. Now they're going to be facing as managers. Uh, A lot of people are saying that this is one of the biggest games so far because both managers are all are on the hot seat and whoever loses it this match will be under more pressure and might possibly be the first manager to lose their job throughout the season right so who do you think is going to come out on top um i don't think anybody's going to come out on top i think this is going to be a draw is it going to be a nil nil draw is it actually going to have some some goals in it i'm going to go nil nil on this Sticking with the brand. Yeah, sticking with the brand. Uh, I don't think either team is better than the other. And like you said, both coaches are going to be under pressure. Um, It might be a big game, but I don't think the results are going to be big. Interesting. I think I'm going to go with uh, Aston Villa winning this one, mostly because... Stevie G is probably a better manager than Frank Lampard. I mean, Lampard only coached in the championship. Stevie G mm-hmm. only coached in uh, in the Scottish Premier League, I guess. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I believe uh, Steven Gerrard more, mostly because mm-hmm. he had the undefeated season with Rangers. I mean, that's really hard to do as a manager. So uh, I'm going to give the edge to him, considering I'm sure he wants to bounce back from the loss last weekend. And, I mean, Everton doesn't have a player at the same level as Coutinho. I mean, yes, Coutinho is not the same back when he was at Liverpool, but he's still way better than anybody on Everton's team. That's true. If I had to choose between the two, I, I would agree with you. But right. I just feel like it's going to be a draw. Okay, uh, next we're going uh, to uh, Liverpool Academy, Southampton versus Leeds United. Obviously, I think you're going to go with Leeds on this one. I am going to go with Leeds on this one. Did you see any of the highlights last week by any chance? <laughs> no, I still haven't. <laughs> bad, no, you should watch them. Uh, the Leeds team's... I think they're playing some really good stuff lately. I mean, they started off losing uh, their last match, but they were able to turn it around, and the Americans are having a lot of influence. So I think Tyler mm-hmm. Adams ended up playing the full 90 minutes, and Brendan Aronson uh, was directly contributed to two goals at least, although he didn't get, you know, they labeled it as an own goal. Mm-hmm. But still, like, um, he, he's he been very influential for the team. So if he starts, I'm sure you're, he's going to do a lot of dangerous things to the Southampton defense. But yeah, I'm going to go with yeah. Leeds as well uh, in terms of score. I don't know, like a 2-0. Bamford's back, so I'm going to go 3-1. Okay. Bamford Hattrick? <laughs> Bamford Hattrick. No, no, no. Bamford Brace. No. And we'll get an American scoring this time. Tyler Adams. <laughs> there you go. All right, next up... Uh, Arsenal versus Leicester City. I feel like this is a pretty important game. Uh, if mm-hmm. Arsenal wins, they can establish that their win in the first game wasn't a fluke, that they actually been working hard in the offseason, and their form is more related to Arteta finally get, uh, having his influence over the team and having them play how they want them to play, right? Um, mm-hmm. Leicester, on the other hand, I mean, Brendan Rodgers might be under some pressure, but they haven't given him any signings to work with, so... Leicester was winning 2-0 in their last match against Brentford, and they ended up giving two goals and ended up uh, tying the match 2-2 at the end. So I'm sure they're going to be disheartened by that. But they could turn it around against Arsenal. I think this is one of the games that we should be keeping track of because, I mean, top half table teams playing against each other. It's always a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the struggles that Leicester's having, it would be easy to choose Arsenal for this matchup as the winner. I can't. I have expected you to say, but, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I I full heartedly believe in Arsenal this season. I think that they're actually going to have a good, solid performance, um, and this is going to be another one. Uh, they did end up winning their first game. I think this will also be a win. And you know what? I'm going to say it's going to be an Arsenal clean sheet as well. No, decent, decent. Plus, um, you told me that Schmeichel's not in Leicester anymore, right? No, they shipped him off to Nice because he was one of the highest wage earners and they needed some room uh, to make <laughs> signings, which they haven't made yet. <laughs> yeah, and who's their goalie now? Uh, I heard, I think, that they were getting somebody from Cardiff City, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember his mm-hmm. name off the top of my head, but it's not somebody super famous. Okay, well, that is another reason that I don't think that Leicester's going to have a good season 
this time around because I feel like Schmeichel was a huge part of why they ended up holding a higher position in the table. Uh, he is a great shot stopper, and um, it's really going to hurt him this season not having him around. Yeah, I agree. It's weird because you you think of Lester, you think of Caster Schmeichel, Vardy, you know, players like that, and now that. You know, one's out and Vardy's, I mean, at this point, he's going to be edging close to retirement, right? Yeah, and honestly, I feel like for Leicester, although, yes, he might be one of the higher wage earners, I feel like he's probably more integral to the squad with what he brings to the table than maybe some of the other players. Maybe they could have done what you had said before of uh, Tillman's Madison, you know, leaving and freeing up room that way yeah that's true but i think they're just trying to rejuvenate the squad uh, squad in general but i mean i know Kester michael's not that old but he's still in his 30s at this point um yeah but i yeah. mean but 30 is not a bad age for a keeper yeah i know um another thing do you think that lester would have been a good place for dean henderson to be probably but I don't know if they would have accepted taking him on loan. Yeah. I, I mean, it would have been a great tryout. Remember, he was trying to leave really fast. So I don't know if he was waiting for offers for the big teams or he just took the first one in the Premier League that he can find. Oh, if, he was, if I was Lester and I knew that he wanted to get out quick, I think I would have gone for him. Fair Especially enough. knowing that they were going to ship Schmeichel out. I'm pretty sure that they could have gotten him for a lesser wage than they had Schmeichel. Probably, probably, but, you know, it's, oh. it's another if. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, who do you have in this? Uh, I'm going to go with Arsenal as well. I, I do, I'm do. i starting to believe the hype a little bit that they're actually playing good. And hopefully Gabriel Jesus get me, gets me some points because I guess 75% of the people didn't make any points last weekend. Believe in Arsenal, Arnold. Yes. Believe in Arsenal and then let them let you down so that they can be the frauds that they've always been yes the gooners all <laughs> right um moving on let's go to brighton versus newcastle this should be um mm. a decent game because outside of the top six you got teams like west ham newcastle yeah. is now being up there uh brighton certainly i think has a claim to be up there so um these are the games especially for those type of teams that matter and when it comes mm-hmm. to moving up the table uh yeah for this one, it's hard to tell, honestly. And Brian played amazing. I think they have a better manager than Newcastle, which is Eddie Howe, right? Yeah. Uh, Newcastle's manager is Eddie Howe, but, and Brian has Grand Potter. Pa- yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. I want to say, look, I want to say Brian. I, I, ever since Brian has come up, I've always had like a little soft spot for Brian to perform well, and it's nice to see that they are. Uh, but I feel for this matchup, um, Newcastle's going to continue their winning ways and end up getting a 2-1 win over Brighton. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you. Since Man United lost, we got to be losing to a good team, so I'm going to go with Brighton winning this one 2-1. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, 2-1, to one, just reverse. Yes. Yeah, I right. feel like it could go either way, really. Yeah, they're they're at the same level. I mean, it could easily be like a two-two draw, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a, honestly that was my initial thought. Two two draw, but I think that it'd be more exciting if we actually get a winner out of this. Uh, so I'm gonna go Newcastle too. All right, let's move on. Man City versus Bournemouth. Uh, Man City. Uh, I don't yeah, even think yeah, we. Yeah. Have I was gonna say. I was like, maybe uh, there's not really much to say about this. We're just gonna go with Man City. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that the next game that uh, I see lined up, it's Wolves Fulham. This is a much more intriguing game. Will Mitrovic uh, continue bullying defenses? Exactly, and with Connor Cody out of Wolves, that's one less defender to deal with at Wolves. Uh, at least one less regular starting defender. Um, so I do feel that Fulham's going to win this one, especially with how bad Wolves have been struggling as of late. All right. Uh, I, I'm kind of going to agree with you, mostly because I have Mitrovic on my fantasy Premier League team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Calvin Cody is my only, or one of my only actual central defenders in my team. And I'm just, I guess I'm lucky that they moved him to Everton. So now I don't have to worry about Luz, or Wolves conceding goals. So I'm going to yeah. go with Mitrovic to be the difference again. But I do think that Fulham's like attacking style of play and the amount of energy that they're able to provide is a lot better mm-hmm. than Wolves. Because after Wolves scored the goal against Leeds last weekend, they mm-hmm. didn't really do much of anything for the rest of that game. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Brentford versus Man United. Uh, oh. We don't even got to talk about this one. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, you're uh, right. We don't have to talk about it. Brentford had a good comeback last week against Leicester. Uh, they uh, were able to draw a point back after being 2-0 down. Man United lost to Brighton. Um, I think this is a very important game for Man United. There's already a lot of pressure. I mean, they've only played one game, and the media's already gone crazy, and they started, you know, they're starting to... Is Ollie still United at the wheel? Nope, but uh, I mean, he's driving the RC car from Norway. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, hopefully, Eriksen Hog makes some better managerial decisions, like instead of playing Eriksen as a number nine or up front. Um, yeah, I think he's got to start Ronaldo on this one. Honestly, I think. So, do you do you feel that this will be a Manchester United win? Yes, not only because I'm biased, but mainly because I'm biased. <laughs> okay, but what about your non-biased? My non-biased, I think that honestly, I'm going to go with a win. But we would probably start off losing. Like Brentford would probably score first. This is my okay. My um, yeah. Uh, I can see this being a Manchester United one-nil win. But I feel like the more likely outcome could be a draw between these two. Wow. So I'm going to go with a draw. All right, I'm going to go for a Man United win. I'm going to go 2-1. Okay. All right. Moving forward, we got Nottingham Forest versus West Ham. Uh, I think... For me, I think I'm just going to go West Ham. Yeah, they lost 2-0 against Man City, but pretty sure everybody on this list is going to lose to Man City at one point. And Nottingham yeah. Forest ended up losing against Newcastle, I believe. Uh, Dean Henderson eating those goals up. Um, pretty sure it wouldn't have changed if he was at Man United. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, so far, I haven't seen Nottingham Forest be good enough to be better than West Ham. And West Ham put up a decent fight against Man City, so... I'm going to go with West Ham on this one. 
Yeah, and it's not the first time that West Ham put up a decent fight against Man City. Towards the end of last season, they did exactly the same thing. I believe they ended up losing that match as well. Um, but they were very, very close to winning. Um, but as I want to say, in the last two seasons, West Ham has been doing very well. Um, so I don't have any doubt that this season is going to be the same. Like I have them in my um, prediction as being a seventh place team this season. So I feel like they're going to end up having an easy win over Nottingham Forest. Uh, most likely like a 2-0. So they lost 2-0 last week. They will win 2-0 this week. Yes. All right, moving on. Uh, one of the first sure. London derbies of the season, we got Chelsea versus Tottenham. Now, if Chelsea. your predictions are anything to go by, I'm pretty sure you're going to go with Tottenham Chelsea. winning this one. Chelsea. Oh, you would think that, and you would be correct, yes. Uh, I'm going to go Tottenham. I think it's easy to choose Tottenham. Uh, Chelsea just have too many issues and not enough solutions for them. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one for two reasons. Number one, Tuchel wasn't happy with his preseason whatsoever, especially the loss against Arsenal that they had. He mm-hmm. was... Uh, absolutely mad about that saying that his players aren't ready that that's not a performance that he was happy of and he was really really disappointed and so far I mean they struggle against Everton and only beat them thanks to a penalty Tottenham on the other Mm -hmm. hand I mean Antonio Conte is famous for turning his teams into workhorses and that was proven uh, against uh, who was it Southampton I think they played against um, yes, it was. Where they ended up conceding first, but they just ended up overpowering Southampton and scored four goals against them. Uh, plus, like I said, they have probably one of the best front three in the league with Kulusevski, Son, and Harry Kane. Um, mm-hmm. So honestly, I think Conte's got them firing on all cylinders, and I don't, I don't know how Chelsea's going to overcome that. But it's also a derby, so anything can happen. Yeah. Um... As much of as uh, excite as exciting as derbies could be, and as unpredictable as they are, I feel like this one is going to be a pretty predictable one. Yeah, I'm gonna go Tottenham three to one. Three one. Oh, there, same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, Liverpool, Crystal Palace. Now, you you give me who you think's gonna win and why. Uh, I feel that Crystal Palace is going to overtake Liverpool on this one. They're going to win 3-2, to two, and it's going to be a very disappointing start to Liverpool in this uh, season. And I just feel like Liverpool are going to be kind of scatterbrained because of the loss, uh, because of the draw from last week, and maybe being frustrated. So I think Crystal Palace is going to take it. You do not have a lot of faith in your team right now. I'm kidding. Uh, that is a completely fake uh, response. No, I think that Liverpool is actually going to come out wanting to win and trying to prove that they are a top team, that they are a contender for the league, as much as even Klopp saying, oh, well, Man City have won the league too. Um, so I feel like Liverpool is going to end up coming out and winning this one against Crystal Palace. But Crystal Palace is always dangerous, so... It might be tight, so I still think it's going to be like a a three one. Yeah, I think my answer depends on if Crystal Palace waters the field 
the day before. You know? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, if they do water it and Liverpool lose or draw, Klopp's going to say it was too wet. The grass was, was too, too much green. Mud. <laughs> it was too green. Yeah, um, yeah I feel like uh, Liverpool are going to come out wanting to prove that they are a contending team for the title. Yeah, I agree. I think they're just going to come out swinging. They're going to want to overturn the feelings from the last, uh, the draw that they had last weekend against Fulham. And they're going to want to mm-hmm. show their fans that, like, hey, they're taking this seriously. They just need to, you know, a game to warm up or kind of like a reality check from the last game that, you know, obviously yeah. they're still playing in the Premier League. It's not as easy as they think. So they, they still got to, you know, try 100% and, you know, treat every game like they need the three points, right? Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, actually, no, that's it, right? That is it. I know. I, I, I was, was about to jump in a ton of wolves. I was like, wait, that's the that's the next next weekend. <laughs> that's the next next one. Yeah, I was thinking exactly the same thing. I was counting them too. All right, all right. This podcast is already kind of long. Um, let's do a quick preview of all the MLS all the MLS game. action. Yes. Okay, MLS starting off New York Red Bulls versus Orlando City. Uh, it's gonna be New York Red Bulls. They've been their form hasn't been so great last season, but I think Orlando has been worse. So I'm gonna go with New York winning on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go New York winning on this one too. Even though I was disappointed with their draw against DC United, not scoring anything, but actually scoring four goals in that nine goal game that they had before that. Um, but I think Orlando did lose, so. Uh, they lost to New England, who is, I want to say, much, much worse at the moment than Orlando. So it's pretty bad. Uh, New York Red Bulls for the win. Dang. All the MLS games. I was about to say, like, the bulk of the MLS games are all going to be tomorrow on, or on Saturday. Um, so, yeah. So it's going to be crazy. Uh, I'm going to go New York to win. Uh, I'll go with a 2-0 win against Orlando. All right. Cincinnati, Atlanta, 4.30 p.m. We got. Jesus. Where is that one at? Oh, Cincinnati, Atlanta. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati is uh, very much stronger than Atlanta uh, with Acosta back in the squad. So I'm going to go 3-1. Yeah, I got I got Cincinnati as well. I think Brandon Vasquez is um, starting to hit his form. He should have scored a, a goal in you know the the MLS All-Star match against the mm-hmm. Yamekis, but it was ruled out for offside. He was literally like a toe offside, but it, it was a good goal. Actually, yeah. well, he didn't score, but he assisted Ariola. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought he was really good in that game, and he scored a couple goals before that for Cincinnati. I forgot against who? Oh, Philly, Philadelphia mm-hmm. Union, oh, right? Yeah. So they just beat the the best team in their conference. I think they should, you know, Atlanta shouldn't be that hard of a test for them to no. play against, especially they're playing at home. So yeah. Cincinnati especially not having figured out their identity yet. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, Cincinnati 3-0 on this one. Okay, yeah. All right, New England versus D.C. United. Now, this could either be New England winning easily or it could be, like, you know, a draw or D.C. United winning. Like, everything's possible on this one. Yeah, um, I'm going to say that this will be a New England loss. I'll say D.C. United is actually going to get their first win under Wayne Rooney, 1-0. Uh, yes, New England ended up beating... Uh, what did they end up beating? They ended up beating someone. I forget. Uh, Orlando City. There we go. Uh, 
Uh, but uh, I feel like they're going to go back to their old ways as most of the season has gone and end up losing this game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with New England, actually. I don't have any reason to disagree with you, but I think just to make it interesting. Uh, so okay. I'm going to go with the 2 new win for New England over D.C. United. I think Wayne Rooney is going to have to wait a little bit more to get his first win. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Philadelphia versus Chicago. Now, Chicago's been on fire lately, and Philadelphia just lost against Cincinnati 3-1. to one. Who do you yeah. think is going to come out on top? Oh, uh, naturally, I want to say Philly just because of them being at the top of their conference. Uh, but like you said, Chicago has been pretty decent as of late. So um, I don't think that Philadelphia is going to end up going losing so often. So I'm going to say 2-1 Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Chicago because I do think Chicago's form is pretty decent lately. I think they're just going to continue it. And they're okay. going to get an upset against Philly. We'll see if that happens. All right, Toronto and the Italians versus Portland. Oh, Toronto uh, versus Portland. I'm going to go Portland. Interesting. Uh, I kind of want to go Portland as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still feel like Portland um, have what it takes to hold off the new firepower that uh, Bradley has. So, um, if anything, worst case scenario, a draw, but... But I'm going to go Portland 2-1 win. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 win for Portland. Um, I think they're starting to hit that end-of-the-season form where they're getting a couple of matches together where they're winning. Uh, Toronto, I think, mm-hmm. is under more pressure considering how low they are in the table. So yeah. I'm going to go with Portland on this one. I think they're already in the playoff zone, if I'm not mistaken. So Although I'd, I think I'd consider Toronto maybe being in less pressure just because they're already so low on the table. No, they're... but they still have a chance to make it. Remember, they're only four points out. Yeah, that's true. And Portland is on the cusp. I mean, they're in seventh, literally last playoff position. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they can... Every At game counts. Yeah. yeah, so they might actually try harder for this one. So, yeah, I still think Portland's going to take it. Yeah. Um, we got Miami versus NYCFC. Um, Miami been playing really good lately, actually. They've been scoring yeah. a lot of goals. They have Iguain scoring again, which is, you know, that's rare in and of itself. Uh, NYCFC still, um, I, th- I believe they should be the top team in the East, aren't they? Uh, nope, second place, but they, they have, they've played one game less, right? Yeah. So, I think on paper, you, a lot of people should be saying NYCFC should be winning this one. Do you agree but... with that? Mm, on paper, yes. I although uh, realistically, I think losing Castellanos is kind of a deal for uh, NYCFC and That's Miami. Getting, that is a lot of goals are missing, but uh, Miami also getting in uh, Pozuelo, right? Yeah, am I remembering that correct? Uh, and I feel like he was a pretty good player at Toronto, um, so I feel like. That is definitely boosting Miami uh, and makes them a better candidate for a win in this matchup. So who are you going with? Miami. All right. I actually was going to go with Miami as well, man. We got to stop agreeing so much. (laughs) Um, I mean, you can't argue against the obvious here. Yes, but you said the exact point that I was going to make, that Pozuelo seems to have, you know, added some creativity, creativity. 
that Miami mm-hmm. was desperately needing. They're also playing at home. And considering how they got Iguain playing right now, I think they have all the tools necessary to pull off an upset against NYCFC. And mm-hmm. NYCFC has been lacking some firepower, especially after Castellanos left. So I'm going to go with a 3-2 win for Miami, one of those crazy games. Oh, yeah. Definitely could be one of those. I'm going to say it's going to be a bit more one-sided. It's going to be a 3-1 win. All right, interesting. Okay, then we got Austin versus Kansas City. Uh, Austin ended up drawing against San Jose 3-3, three to three, and Kansas City ended up beating the Galaxy 4-2. to two. Yes, they were smashing them in, I think, the first half with like three goals or something like that. Yeah. But, um, technically, Austin should be winning this every day of the week. Should be. Yes. But they did draw against San Jose. Yes, and Kansas City is definitely around that area that San Jose is at. <laughs> exactly. And Austin, let's see. So, Drew against San Jose. And before that, the weekend before that, they actually played against Kansas City and won 2 0. So, they just played Kansas City? They just played them on the 30th of July. Well, is that Galaxy win enough to convince you? Um, It's enough to convince me of a draw. You just want them to drop points, right? Uh, I do want them to draw points, but uh, here's one key factor in that win uh, that Austin had over Kansas City. It was that Sporting Kansas City ended up getting a red card in the 43rd minute. Um, so I feel like that had a, was a heavy, heavy influence in um, Austin and winning that game. Because if you remove this result from the last couple of games, uh, they had a 1-1 draw against Dallas, a 4-3 loss against the Red Bulls, and this draw against San Jose. So the only win that they've had in the last four games has been against Austin, uh, Sporting Kansas, and that was... That with a red card, so I feel this time with a full squad, hopefully no red cards for Sporting Kansas City, could end up uh, changing the result from a loss to a draw. Uh, I'm gonna go for the upset, also because I want Austin to draw points, but I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Uh, I think their new DP Eric Tommy has been amazing. He scored an amazing goal against the Galaxy, uh, a nice volley into far post mm-hmm. but um i mean they're gonna play be playing in the austin stadium i just want to see kansas city score a goal and then austin you know q2 stadium get quiet <laughs> <laughs> yeah as you were mentioning before yeah, so i think that's gonna be fun to see but i'm gonna go with kansas city i'm gonna go a 2-1 win where they barely scrape it up sounds good uh, i'm gonna go a 1-1 draw okay uh, moving on we got Col- uh, colorado versus columbus at 6 p.m um, this one's kind of weird. I think they're probably in similar positions. We got Columbus in uh, fifth place, and we got Colorado. Never mind, all the way in tenth. Twice as bad. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Colorado's most recent form in the last three games has been a four-three win against Minnesota, a five-four win against the Red Bulls. And a 2-1 loss against, uh, I want to say, a 10-man Seattle. So we know they can score goals. 
<laughs> we know they can score goals. Uh, so there could be a possibility that they end up continuing this form into this game. But at the same time, uh, Columbus has had a 3-2 win over NYCFC, a 2-1 loss against Montreal, and a 0-0 draw against New England. All so right. it seems like Colorado's kind of coming into this game with a better form. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Columbus on this one, mostly because I want Cucho Hernandez to score, and he's on my preliminary or fantasy you know, team. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a 2-0 win with him scoring a brace. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Colorado as well. I feel like if they... Colorado as well. Man, I went for Columbus. Sorry, not, not Columbus. I'm going to go with Colorado. Um because I, I feel like they're coming into this with a better form uh, than than Columbus. As much as I think Columbus has the ability to do uh, much better, the current form of the last results doesn't convince me as much as uh, Colorado. But then at the same time, Colorado has kind of let in a lot of goals. Um, but still, I think it'll be a 2-1 Colorado win. All right. Uh, then we got Dallas versus San Jose. I mean, this one could be anybody. Uh, they're going to be playing in Dallas's stadium. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think Dallas is finally going to pull out that they actually should be winning this game and actually go on to win it <laughs> instead of underperforming, <laughs> which I think they've been doing lately. I think the front three of Pereira, Ariola, and Leggett are finally going to get things rolling in this one. So I'm going to go with a 3-1 win against San Jose. Yeah, um, San Jose is always that come from the back, end up drawing kind of team. Um, the recent results that Dallas has had aren't too convincing. Uh, loss against Seattle with 1-0, win against Galaxy 1-0, uh, win against Salt Lake 1-0, and a draw against Austin 1-1. It doesn't seem like they're able to score more than one goal when they do get on the score sheet. Uh, and I feel like San Jose, you know what? I'm going to say San Jose is going to take this as much as I'd like to see Dallas win. I think San Jose is going to take this maybe, um, two no. All right. Uh, Houston versus Montreal. So ever since Ache Ache got into the Houston team, they have not been playing that great. What are you talking about? He's coming from Atleti. He has to be fantastic. Mm, uh... I guess he's used to getting, I don't know, fourth place, third place, or whatever. Um, no, he's used to just going invisible and then showing up for like a random yeah. goal and going back to the bench. Um, uh, did Montreal win the last game? <laughs> I love that. That's how we Let's just keep that going. Let's just keep it going. Uh, they did not win nor lose. They ended up drawing against Miami 2-2. They did end up winning the game before that against Columbus 2-1. Uh, they drew before that against NYCFC 0-0. And one before that against DC United two to one. So if we follow this trend, I'm going to say that they're going to win this game against Houston two to one. I'm going to go with two nil win for Montreal. All right. All right, we got the Galaxy versus Vancouver. Um, honestly, Vancouver actually plays better than Kansas City, and they ended up beating FC Dallas in the last match, I believe. Uh, no, it was Houston actually. Sorry, wrong Texas team. Um, 
But yes, so I think Vancouver is going to get it done against the Galaxy. And I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. Yeah, I'm going to go Vancouver over Galaxy. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0. All right. Uh, should we preview the LAFC game? I mean, there's not much to preview, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be LAFC versus Charlotte. Um, I feel like Charlotte in this game, they could probably pull off one goal. Yeah, they have the uh, talent like, for it, definitely. Yeah, but I feel like this is going to be a decent win for LAFC. It's probably going to be like a 3-1. Yeah, it's smelling like that. Um, yeah. I think Charlotte doesn't defend as good as they would have liked. They're finally starting to pull results together under the new uh, coach. But I don't think it'll be enough to you know overcome an LAFC team who not only has a good starting team, but also... <laughs> you know, amazing subs that they can pull in every position, especially when the other team is tired. So I think LFC is just going to walk away with some agreed with a 3-1 win. Yeah. All right, moving on. we got Nashville versus Minnesota, um, oh. which, honestly, these two teams are pretty level. I'm going to go with a draw, a nil-nil draw. Um, Nashville, Minnesota. I'm going to go same draw, but I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. All right. That's yeah, definitely possible. Uh, yeah. Not really much more to say than that. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I feel like they're kind of even when it comes to uh, the current form. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to Seattle versus Ralph Salt Lake. Um, Seattle ended up losing their last game, right? Mm, yes. <laughs> yes, um, against Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. Last minute. Right. Last minute winner they lost. Um mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Seattle to lose against against again against Rousel Lake. Uh, sure, Rousel Lake lost four to one against LAFC last weekend, but they did create a lot of dangerous attacking chances. If it wasn't for the post, it would have been a four three game. Honestly, yeah, that could have been an easy result in that sense. Um, as much as I think that they do create good chances, I'm gonna go the other way around and I'm gonna go with Seattle because they have Ruiz Diaz back in the lineup. And they've got to start winning or else they, they won't make the playoffs. Yeah. So I feel like Seattle's going to end up uh, taking this. Uh, hmm. Do I go safe and say 2-1? to one, Or do I go crazy and say a 4-3? Let's go crazy. Yeah, let's go crazy. Let's go 4-3. Let me go 3-2-1. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, 3-2 to two with Russell Lake winning it. 3-2, um, and the ref gets one. Yes. <laughs> um, so that pretty much covers up our previews of the matches coming up this weekend. Is there anything else we forgot to talk about before we end the episode? Um, not that I can't remember. I mean, at I this could point. talk about the Barcelona thing, but yeah, that, that's I feel like we could cover that in our uh, review rather yes, than yes. here. So Since we'll talk about that. Going on, so maybe there might be a bit more of a yeah. development. We'll see if they're able to register the players by Saturday. So <laughs> oh yeah, we'll talk about it on next week's show. I'll break down all the rumors and all the information I've heard. I've listened to a lot of podcasts about how Barcelona is doing this magic and signing players when they don't have any money. So if you guys are interested in that, stick around for the next episode where I'll go in depth on that. Uh, if you like it, you know, make sure to follow us everywhere. Um, make sure to give that the podcast a rating 
um, and join us for the next episode. I mean, the best thing you can do is just listen every single week, right? So <laughs> um, that's all for us today. Uh, unless you got anything to say, Danny, but you know, uh, I'm I'm good to go. You too, right? Yeah, I'm good. All right. See everybody later. Bye.